guys, I'm Susie, and I'm a book buying addict. This is where you go, hi, Susie. <laughs> so I honestly can't remember the book that first made me really fall in love with reading. But um, I grew up on the Boxcar Children, the Mandy books, and then um, I wasn't allowed to read any sort of book that wasn't about church or God. So instead of the Babysitter's Club, we had the 12 Candles Club. It was the same kind of... That sounds super fun. It was mega fun. Um, it was it was the same kind of thing. They were all babysitters, but of course they prayed a lot and um, everyone was Christians and no one smoked. So it was very serious. Um, so I... I've always really loved reading. I started a book club at my job because no one wanted to talk about books with me. So I forced them to all read the same books as me. That sounds about like you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not pushy at all. So yeah, I started a book, a book club at my old job and forced everybody to talk about books with me. And then I just started a new job at a bookstore simply because it wasn't enough. So that's me. A book podcast is obviously my next step. Clearly. <laughs> we can only go up from here. <laughs> Um, hi, I'm Tavia. I um, used to read a lot when I was younger. Um, basically, I read the non-God stuff. The mm. Babysitter's Club and the Boxcar Children and Nancy Drew. That's why I'm a better person. All than that you. stuff. That's debatable. <laughs> um, but I do remember, like, once I got into school, um, especially college, there was not a lot of time for reading for fun. Um, but I remember we were on a trip once, and I was stuck in the airport on a layover. And do you I remember the where you were. Um, I think we were in Miami. Oh, I can't that's remember. Great. We were going on a cruise with my family, but the fourth Harry Potter book had just come out, Beautiful. and the library or the um, bookstore at the airport had it, and I bought it, and then I never stopped. So that's wonderful. Yeah, um, it was the fourth Harry Potter book that got me. Um, back into the swing of things. What is that? The Order of Phoenix? The Goblet of Fire. Oh, yeah. No, that would be yeah, a good one to hook it you. It was a really good one. Um, and I had never read the other Harry Potter books. I had just seen the movies. Oh, okay. So okay. I started I'll... at number four. Sure, um, sure. And I didn't actually go back and read the first ones until I was an adult, like uh, two years ago. Wow, that's yeah. quite a confession. Yes. <laughs> Hi, <right>. I'm Tavia. <laughs> it took me a long time to read the Harry Potter books. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, Tavia and I have known each other for a, a few years now, and we used to go on double dates with our partners, and we would end up just dominating the conversation, talking about books and stuff, and so they got kind of sick of that. So we had to do something, um, had to have some sort of outlet. So we thought we would do, do a books, uh, book podcast. So this is where we're at. We've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to jump right in. We wanted to let you, uh, see how you guys could kind of understand where we're coming from. So what we wanted to do was talk about the books that we loved from 2018. We're going to go ahead and jump right into it. The first book that I read in 2018 that I loved was um, I Hate Everyone Except You, which is by Clinton Kelly. Uh, he was on oh, okay, What yeah. Not to Wear. I loved um, that show. Yes, but I actually fell in love with him when I watched The Chew. You love The Chew. I do. And they canceled it. And I was <gasps> They did? Yes. I didn't know that. They okay. Um, sidebar. <laughs> but... It, this book is his kind of like memoir. Um, it, it was just, it was hysterical. It was like, he's snarky and sassy in a way that is just like, it's not condescending, mm -hmm. but he definitely has a little judgment going on. Sure. <laughs> Which is, um, is really great. Is, but he, is Clinton gay? 
He is. Oh, okay. Super. I always wondered. Okay, so he's super gay. Okay. Yes. Continue. Um, I love snarky. Yes, Continue. and he has a, an adorable husband. Um, he's married. Yes. See, okay. Damon. I, I need to follow up on him. You I should. love him, but I know nothing about him. Right. Okay. Um, yes, his husband's name is Damon. But he also is like the biggest dog lover, and his dog is his whole world. Her name is Mary. She's a Jack Russell. Um, but like in the book, they talk about how he doesn't want to go on vacation because <laughs> he said, he said, the dog, Damon, what will we do with the dog? <laughs> Did you read that or did you listen? Um, I did both. Okay. Confession. I love listening to audiobooks. So I get a lot of my biographies and memoirs through audiobooks. Especially when they're read by the author. That's kind of amazing. It's super fun. Um, But I just, I loved the way that he told his story. Like he grew up on Long Island in the late 70s, early 80s. And Mm. just his memories of life and the way he tells it is just hysterical. You never hear about people coming from Long Island. You just hear about people coming from Brooklyn or Manhattan or whatever. That's cool. He does Long Island proud. I love it. That's awesome. Yes. Okay. So I was very excited to read that one. And it was, it was quite amazing. I just want to be best friends with him for the rest of my life. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Okay. Um, my first book that I love, actually, I'm going to be going backwards from December. So um, uh, Educated by Tara Westover. And I know you read that too. I cried. <laughs> I know. If you didn't cry when you read that, I don't even know if I can, be, if I can talk to you. Um, and I know it was a huge book that everyone talked about in 2018. A bit controversial. Really? Some people hated it. Some people didn't think that it was like authentic and and stuff like that. Yeah. How could it not be authentic? Well, okay, let me back up. So if you have not read it, if you have not heard of it, if you live under a rock, um, Educated is about a woman who is raised by these very, very fundamentalist uh, doomsday preppers. So she never stepped foot into a hospital, a doctor's office. She never stepped foot into a school until she was 17 and decided that she was ready to learn. So she somehow got herself out of this life, out of her parents' home and into college and ended up graduating with her PhD from Cambridge. Um, and it's incredible. Like it starts when she's five, I think. Yeah, I think the opening. And she starts it at five and just kind of goes through her life. And it's just, it's insane. Like it makes you be like, oh, maybe my parents weren't so bad. <laughs> like, yes, I, I believe I did call my mom and, and say thank you <laughs> for being such a wonderful mother. That's crazy. I didn't do that, but I did think about it. Um, but it was just, I don't really have words to talk about how powerful I thought it was like I thought it was something that everyone was kind of talking about like it was just another one of those like huge big sellers but Mm -hmm. I really don't like it confession I don't always like the New York Times bestsellers um but yeah I thought it was just going to be another memoir about someone that has a sad life and oh poor them but no like it was legit crazy so I gave that one like four and a half stars I'm very that's big with you she's very stingy with I'm her stars. very stingy with my stars. I need big visceral reactions. I need to be moved by a book to give it more than three stars. So no, four and a half stars. That was a big deal for me. I um, also found that that book just like I, I kept thinking about it mm-hmm. and pondering like the the bigger questions that she asks a lot in it too. And yeah. not a lot of books do that for me. Yeah, no. Um, just, you're thinking about it days later, still thinking about the the life that she had and the choices that she had to make. Mm-hmm. It was insane. You should, guys should go get it. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, the next book, and mine are in no particular order because I don't really like to have 
such constraints in my life. You don't like order? <laughs> not really. I'm, I am not as organized as this woman over here. That is for sure. I'm kind of crazy, but it's fine. Um, but I read Z, a novel of Zelda Fitzgerald, and that's um, Theresa Ann Fowler, or Teresa, however she pronounced it. I do apologize, Miss Fowler, so if sorry, I said that wrong. Miss Fowler. Um, but I have always loved the 20s um, in that time period, and I just am fascinated with Zelda Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, side confession, I've never actually made it through The Great Gatsby. It's hard. Um, it's like the smallest book that is the hardest thing mm-hmm. to get through. No, um, I've I've started it a couple of times and haven't gotten through it. Yeah, but, you know, anytime you see her represented in, in pop culture and stuff, it's always like a caricature of mm-hmm. her. Like, you don't actually know... Like, they make a mockery of her mental illness and stuff. And I honestly don't know much about her at um, all. It's So is this um, is this a, like, a biography? No, it's it's a, fi- it's a work of fiction, okay. but she it's took... It's fictionalized. Right. She took um, documents from okay. Zelda's real life gotcha. and filled in the blanks, basically. It starts right the same day she meets Scott. Mm. Um, and so that's in 1917 or 1918 in, sorry, in, uh, Macon, Georgia. It's funny though, because I lived right out, right outside of Macon when I grew up, I was born in Claxton, Georgia. So that was like maybe an hour and a half, two hours away from Macon. Oh, wow. Well, apparently I'm, I'm related to them. Right. Mm -hmm. Obviously. Um, during the first world war, there was a army camp there. Hmm. And so that's how Scott ended up being there because he was camped there. And then that's where her family is from. Her um, dad was a really powerful judge. And she was like the black sheep daughter that was led astray. Oh, my goodness. Um, and But it's about her life and her marriage with Scott, which a lot of people, and this is just my take on it, a lot of people said that, you know, she had mental illness and she definitely had some demons. But I also think she just had a shit husband. I mm. mean, that's. <laughs> and that's crazy because a lot of the most beautiful romantic quotes come from him. Right. And, you know, um, he actually stole her diaries and turned <gasps> them into novels. And, like, her, it was her work. A lot of the stuff that he published was hers. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Spoiler that's, alert for you guys. That's juicy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and then, like, he institutionalized her because she did not just want to stay at home and be a mom, which was crazy for the time. Oh, then I would be locked up. Right. I totally would have lived the rest of my life. But she wanted to be a ballerina and an author. And she studied in Paris to be a ballerina for a long time. And he kept saying, you're neglecting our daughter and our home life. And um, they would get in big fights about it. And then he'd like, oh, you must be crazy if you don't want this. Let's send you to the doctor. Well, the doctor believed the same thing, so they kept trying to cure her. Sure. Why so, would a woman right. want a job? So, yeah. You know, finally, at one point, she just decided to start telling them what they wanted to hear and say she was well, but... Um, wow. The last several years of their marriage, they actually lived apart. He was in Hollywood doing book-to-movie, like, adaptation, like, screenplays. That's mm-hmm. what they're called. <laughs> um, and... Um, she was living at home with her mom, who was taking care of her at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just really cool. The, That's crazy. The whole story about her was fascinating to learn. I would love to read that now. Yes. You, you brought me into it. This is true. And you, you hate historical stuff. I so. don't. I don't love historical fiction. I don't know if it's just it's more wordy. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's just I don't really kind of get with those times like I don't know mm-hmm. what it is but I struggle with historical fiction but no that sounds very very interesting so I'll have to check that out it totally was 
Okay. My next one, I actually listened to, and I would absolutely suggest that if you can, please listen to Becoming by Michelle Obama. I It was 19 hours of Michelle and I just riding around in the car. That's amazing. New best friends? Uh, obviously, yes. Um, and afterwards, like I had the biggest like book hangover because I missed her. I missed her telling me about her life. And I... I just loved her so much. So it, she's, it's basically her story. Like it has nothing to do with um, President Obama, what he was doing in the office and stuff. It's not like, really political at all. No, not really yeah. at all. Like people are freaking out because oh my god, you read something by Michelle Obama? Ew, Democrat. But I, it should be noted, we live in a deeply red state. We do. Um, but I, it, I didn't even read it because of political reasons. I just wanted to know more about her. I find her to be a fascinating person. So it's, it's her life story. She's born and raised on the south side of Chicago, which is the apparently a really, really bad area now. Um, but she loves it. She still reps Southside everywhere. Every time she goes to Chicago, is that what people mean when they say Southside? Yeah, Southside Chicago. I did not know this. Obviously, I know that. I have now. a lot of street cred. You can tell. <laughs> well, I rode around with Michelle, so oh. it's fine. Okay. Um, but no, she she was born and raised there. She fought her way, and her mother fought their way to make sure that she had the best schooling that she could possibly have in Chicago. Um, as a as a little girl of color, like it was difficult. Like she went to a, a school, and the teacher there was so terrible that her mom went in and had words. And when the teacher wasn't willing to change her ways, her mom took her out and put Michelle in a, in a better school that they had to pay for That's and things amazing. like just to make sure that she had a very good education. And she grew up. She ended up going to um, an an amazing college. She graduated she went to law school she didn't even really know what she wanted to do until she went to college which is amazing because at 18 like how could you possibly know you know what I have always said that why do they put this pressure on 18 year olds to know what you're going to do with the rest of your life right when I was graduating people kept asking me and I really didn't know so I started being kind of facetious to me like I'm going to be a garbage truck driver I'm going to I think that would be a good career for you. Thank you. Um, I think I would do really well. But no, so she was, after she graduated from law school, she came back to Chicago. She ended up being a woman in her 20s, a woman of color in her 20s, in the 80s, making six figures as a lawyer. That's amazing. I know. So she's just this incredible person. And I loved reading how she met Barack, how they struggled to get pregnant, like all this stuff. I just, I loved her perspective and then her perspective from living in the White House. And it's just, I loved it. I'm not going to spoil everything, but I thought it was, I thought it was brilliant. We definitely have some spoilers here though. We're not very good at covering those. I know. I'm so sorry. Um, The next one I had, um, I guess I had more breezy novels this this year than I did like deep stuff. But the next one I did was Crazy Rich Asians, mm. um, and that's by Kevin Kwan. And I cannot say enough wonderful things about it. And like people debate whether they judge a book by the quality of the writing or how the story made you feel or whatever. But mm. I'm definitely how the story made me feel. Like sure. the, I, I don't necessarily think it's like a brilliant piece of literature by sure. any stretch, but I thought it was charming and hilarious and just like, it was just indulgent, like kind of a guilty mm. pleasure almost. But the way they tackle racism, like underneath all this humor was just really kind of brilliant. Yeah. I, um, I eventually read it too. And yeah, I agree. It's not something that I would 
think I don't think they're going to be talking about this book in 50 years. Right. It's not Pride and Prejudice, but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was really well done and it got people talking about race in a different way, which is always a good thing, and I mm-hmm. thought it was I thought it was brilliant. Right. I, I love it when we can understand that racism and not always black and white. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, you know, other stuff too. And I really How appreciate profound. that. Yes, I'm very deep. <laughs> um, my next book is something that I didn't even know about until um, until December. And it's The Power of Love, The Royal Wedding Sermon by Bishop Michael B. Curry. That's amazing. I know, right? I got so excited when I first saw it. So it is the bishop that did Prince Harry's and... um, Duchess Meghan. The Duchess, uh, their wedding sermon. So they... um, He brought it up in that church, though. Oh, my God. So I set my alarm that morning, and I got up to watch it, and I was in bed at 6 a.m. watching this, and he took me to church. He took... Everybody to church. It was so so good. So this book, it's very very small, um, but it's got that sermon all all written out, so you can actually read it. And then it has, I think it's got three or four more sermons, all like all to do with love. And I loved them all. I went through. I am not a defacer of books, but I actually went through and underlined stuff in it. <gasps> I know. Shocking. I know. It's crazy. But I'm going to do that because when I get married, I'm going to have some some lines from that put into... Oh, that's awesome. I know, right? I'm so sweet. You're um, very clever. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to have lines from that because he was so well-spoken, so poignant with so many of his of his points and stuff like that. I thought it was... I thought it was amazing. I loved his book. It's really little. I read it in maybe 45 minutes. That's not shocking for you, though. I know. I'm a very fast reader. But I did love it, and I would re- I would read it again, and I, I wrote things in it. So that's how good it was. Wow. Mm. That's kind of amazing. Though. I know. Um, the next one I'm going to move on to is um, actually nothing I would have ever picked up for myself. Mm. But hearing you talk about it made me want to read it. And it was Where Did You Go, Bernadette? Oh, okay. Um, it just, like, I don't know. It never, the little jacket blurb yeah just never sucked me in i guess the way it did other people yeah but it was freaking hilarious it's so i funny. loved it it um that's by maria simple um it's just how like a, a really funny take on how life gets away from you mm-hmm. like the life you plan is never the one you end up leading um and is is kind of interesting um and I, I really enjoyed that the writing kind of kept me guessing and the way that she compiled the story as bits and pieces of, of Bernadette's life as constructed by her daughter. Yeah. Um, so it, it's no spoiler, uh, Bernadette goes missing. And her, What? Right. Um, and then her daughter is trying to find her. Uh, so she pieces together emails and letters um, and things like that of her mother's to kind of figure out what happened and why she disappeared and where she could be now. That And that's just brilliant. I mean, I've never seen a book put together that way, like yeah. kind of almost in reverse order, but not really. Like they tell yeah. it chronologically, but clearly she had to go backwards to figure everything out. Totally. Kind of I cool. loved Bernadette's sass in that book it was like, on point for sure i love a sassy lady and she killed it for me right and she's a um la native that was uh moved to seattle and all of the seattle stereotypes that you could think of like the granola <laughs> and stuff she hated every bit of it i love it yeah and so she her sass was the point she also is not your typical pta mom and all that but she put her daughter in a, a, a fancy 
private school and so dealing with the parents. Um, and I'm actually very excited to see how they translate that because they got a movie coming out. Um, I'm so excited very to soon see about it. it. I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. I think Kate Blanchett is going to be She's Bernadette. Bernadette. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. And yeah, I think she could pull off the sarcasm and all that oh, too. Absolutely. Like the angry LA yeah. person. Oh yeah. I had never really seen her in a funny role, but I watched Ocean's 8 recently. And Me it's too. kind of um, pretty awesome. So I'm, ex- I'm excited to see her in, in this one. Yeah, I, I, I think she'll do a really good job. Um, my next book is The Library Book by Susan Orlean. Nice. This is probably the nerdiest book I've ever read in my entire life. I um, So this is a history. It's two parts, really. It's a history of the Los Angeles Library, but it's also discussing the fire that happened there in April of 1986. So it's it talks about the day that the fire occurred, what happened, the books that were kind of rescued from that, how they were able to try and fix them because, you know, they'd gotten very, very wet. They had smoke um, smoke all in them and all of that. But then it also talks about the history of the L.A. County Library. It talks about the awesome. different librarians that were there. But then it has these little blurbs that it'll randomly talk about just the history of the library and history of books in general. And one thing that actually made me cry, a book book made me cry, was it talked about how uh, during uh, World War II, Germans were, you know, taking over Europe and all of that. The world. Yes, there. Um, So Germans were taking over and they would come through these cities and when roads were too muddy, the soldiers would go into the library and put books on on the ground so they could drive through it. And I, it made me cry. Like, I was just, this is really not shocking that you cry very often. I cry a whole lot. I'm a big crier. (laughs) So, but no, like I just, it broke my heart to read it, but it was very, very fascinating. It was so interesting. It's definitely not for everyone because it is Mm -hmm. a rather large book talking about books. And so it's definitely not for everybody, but I really enjoyed it. Um, My nerd heart kind of flipped. So Uh, the next book I have kind of these two go together, my next two, because I read one because of the other. Sure. Um, the first one was As You Wish. It's the making of The Princess Bride, and it's by Carrie Elwes, and amazing. I just watched that movie the yes. other day. That Princess Bride has been one of my favorite movies for the longest time. I just love the snark and the humor of the mm-hmm. characters, and it's just, of course, I'm a big Monty Python fan, so it kind of follows in that humor vein for me personally. So to hear his, you know, to hear all of the behind-the-scenes stuff that went into making my favorite characters and how his relationship with Andre the Giant and mm-hmm. how, you know, this was the author's, like, favorite thing that he had ever written, he said, and he, like, couldn't even stand on set because he was so worked up about what they were, you know, mm-hmm. watching his his uh, thing come to life so that was kind of just really interesting and that bleeds into I had never actually read the book version of the princess bride so um it's super small didn't know that yeah I um I actually listened to this one on a car trip back home um, who who read it was it any of the um it was Rob Reiner the director oh, of wow. the princess bride he read it it was really How super cool funny. yeah seeing the origins again of my favorite characters and I had kind of been immersed in this little princess bride bubble um reading as you wish it, it was just really awesome to getting the full story on the book and on on the characters um and seeing you know what made it into the film and and really the uh same kind of sass level that's in the the movie is in the book. Yeah, so, I feel like the adaptation is 
kind of awesome. Yeah, it's one of the best adaptations I think I've ever encountered as far as, you know, casting, keeping the authenticity of the the feel of the story. It was just just brilliant. Yeah, um, I so totally agree. Two. Okay. Um, my next one is This Is How It Always Is by Lori Frankel. So this was actually, I heard about this several times on another book podcast. Um, someone that I really, really love. She does What Should I Read Next? Um, oh, I do love that one. I know. She talked about it several times in that podcast. And I was like, you know what? She's a fantastic reader. I love most of the things she's suggested. So I decided to check it out. I am actually not the biggest contemporary fiction reader when it comes to like families stuff like that I don't have kids I'm I'm not a big kid person so I struggle sometimes getting into characters like that Mm because I can't really can't really connect with them but this one is more about family and it's a family where it's got a, a little boy he's the youngest of five and he gets to the point where he when he grows up he wants to be a girl he wants to be a princess he wants to have the same bathing he wants to wear a girl's bathing suit he wants to wear dresses he wants to be very very pretty so claude becomes poppy and poppy is poppy i love that and that's such a cute name so poppy grows up little girl she grows up they move um they move out of the town that they live in they have a fresh new start no one in their new town knows who poppy is so it's that is good parenting that is amazing it's amazing and the story is beautiful and it's just how family takes care of family and it's gorgeous and how the and i'm not going to spoil it at all but how the end is kind of wrapped up like shocker i cried but it's it was gorgeous and i when I was finished, I missed them. I, I loved them. I wanted to know what's Poppy doing now. Like, and just sure sign of a good book I when know, you miss the characters. I know. And I just, I loved them. And so I would, I would absolutely suggest anybody that um, loves family, loves a beautifully written story. Like I, I think like it doesn't even have to be classified as like, you know. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's not even a staunch LGBTQ book it's more it's about family what would you do for someone you love that's pretty amazing and i i thought it was gorgeous since you did too i'm gonna do too go right go right (laughs) ahead except mine were kind of tied together um we can say mine are (laughs) my next one is nothing to do with the previous book i went on a very long binge last year of reading nonfiction. Um, like true crime. I read a lot of books. It kind of got a little scary on I my know. side. My fiance was like, why do you keep telling me about dead people? Because um, I read books by medical examiners. I'll talk about more, more about that in a minute. But this one is actually super, super dark, but it's Columbine by Dave Cullen. And I, awesome. I loved it. It was a deep dive into the city, the people, the shooting, of course, but it talks about the survivors. It talks about the ones that were killed. It was, It had a lot that I never knew. And when the shooting happened, I think I was seven. So I don't really remember even hearing about it until that's I was older. you're a baby. I know. And that's fine. Um, but I don't even remember hearing about it because I was so little. I lived mm-hmm. in Southern, Southern Georgia. So like I didn't, we didn't watch all the, the people at my school assumed clearly we were next. Oh yeah. Super small town in Tennessee. 
obviously they're coming for us next. It's happening. Well, and when 9-11 happened, I was in study hall and the teacher that was there, she made it sound like they were coming for our school next. Obviously, it's yeah. a logical choice. Sure. So yeah, no, I get that. But I thought it was amazing. Um, the author is incredible. Um, one thing I really, I just found out, the author is Dave Cullen. He's got a book coming out about the Parkland kids that is coming out February 12th. It's It follows the kids from the day of the shooting, and it follows them for the months following. That's so awesome. It's fascinating. I'm actually, I have an ARC, an, um, an advanced reader copy. I'm very jealous. And so I'm going to be reviewing it as soon as I read it. I'm about 75% of the way through, and I, I love it. I want to... Um, I want to read more by him. He's got another book coming out, I think this year, but maybe next year, where he's going to be talking about two gay soldiers in the war in Iraq. And it's he's going to be talking about them in the don't ask, don't tell realm of that is brilliant i know and and so it he's followed them for years and what i love about him is he follows something for years the columbine book that i read he he took years to write this i remember you telling me the one of the things you loved about was the research that went into it yeah he put so much in-depth research and so with parkland he actually jumped in buses with the parkland kids he followed them wherever they went he was in the tents with them when they marched in Washington, like he was there, That's he amazing. saw it happen. And so I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Um, and also, if that sounds interesting to you, if you like dark stuff like that, I would also recommend reading A Mother's Reckoning by Sue Klebold. That's she, three. I'm so sorry. But I, I'm not talking about it. I'm just telling you to read. <laughs> um, but it's about, um, it's written by one of the shooter's mothers. Oh. And it's her perspective of him growing up and don't worry about it. All the proceeds of the sale of the book is going towards mental health awareness. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So it was super, super It's a very intriguing concept. Like, what do you do if your child grows up to be this thing? Right. You know? If you've done everything you possibly could, which it honestly sounds like it, like she did. Like, I truly don't believe that she raised her son to be like this. Right. So I thought that was super, super good. It's an interesting nature versus nurture argument, for sure. Totally. The next one. I have is not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Um, it's This is Our Fight by Elizabeth Warren, mm. who is one of the more liberal people you'll ever encounter. Um, but I loved it. I loved the way that she wove in real stories with her political views, the way she explained things that made sense that I had no idea were happening. Um, and it's obviously a very political book um she just announced she's running for president i'm sure it was kind of her thing um but my mom read it um and this never happens my mom read it and she said you have to read this book oh right my mom reads like i mean no offense to any whatever my mom reads strictly nora roberts um so for her to have read this and picked it up and then said, you have to read this, yeah. um, I was really intrigued. So um, actually, my husband and I read it together. Love it. Um, we listened to it on audio um, a little bit in the car, like running errands and stuff. And then we both read it separately. So did, so did he enjoy it, too? He did. Love. Um, of course, I mean, his enjoyment of it is getting angry at the system, obviously. But um, <laughs> yeah, but it was it was really fascinating the way that she explained the current political climate her plans on fixing it and wove that in with real life stories of people and how 
what happened like from 2008 to now mm-hmm. affected their lives mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it was just, it was brilliant. Hmm. That sounds really interesting. I know you keep telling me to read it. I've got lots of shit to read. So, right. Yeah. Liz's going to have to wait. <laughs> right. Um, my next one is another dark one. So this one is Teasing Secrets from the Dead, My Investigations at America's Most Infamous Crime Scenes by Emily Craig. So, yeah, this was the most interesting book that I read last year. It sounds um, super creepy. Um, a little, but, you know, I like creepy stuff when it's not like haunted houses. So this is a book about a woman that started out as a medical illustrator. Um, That's a thing? Yeah, I didn't know it was either. So basically, like... Um, if someone had a sports injury or something, she was able to look at um, x-rays, things like that, illustrate how a bone needed to be righted, stuff like that. Yeah. That's awesome. I know. So she did that. And then she started, um, then a policeman that knew her, um, they had a skull that they didn't know who it belonged to. And it had been, a you know, a Jane Doe for a very long time. So they asked her if she would be willing to try to recreate the face with um, clay and mold the face. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how she got started. That's pretty awesome. She's amazing. So she worked her way up from that. She went to the body farm in Knoxville to for school. Ooh, yeah, my so, stomping grounds. I know. So she uh, went there. That was fascinating. I mean, for clarification, Knoxville is my stomping grounds, not the body farm. I don't just go hang out there. I mean, I don't think you should lie to people. I mean, if you if you right. you should be proud that you like the body farm, um, but no, it was fascinating. And so she worked her way up from that, and then became this woman. Where when nine eleven happened, she was called to go from Kentucky to go up there to help them with body parts and bones and things that they needed to get back to families. When wow. the Oklahoma City bombing occurred, they called her to go and she worked it. She That's pretty amazing. I don't remember the Oklahoma City bombing either, but there was a point in time where they had all the um all the deceased, they had them all lined up and they they had body parts together and all of that. But at one point there was a mis- there was a leg that they could not find whose it was and the bombers were trying to say that oh that was actually one of the bombers legs we didn't do this blah 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 she was able to identify whose it was and get it back to the owner of it that's pretty incredible here i have your leg yeah i found it i mean not to make light of i know legs but that's (laughs) kind of interesting (laughs) but no she she has an incredible life i would read anything and everything she put out like it was it was kind of amazing and it makes me want to go back to school just to do that that sounds pretty awesome you know um my 14-year-old stepdaughter mm-hmm. is getting ready to take a forensic science class when she moves into high school. They have they that now. They do that? Yeah. That makes me so sad. God, I still had home ec. Yeah, me too. I think that's still a thing, but, I mean, they have a lot more options available now. Which that's is dumb. Cool. No, it's really cool. No, I mean, it's cool, but it's dumb that I had to do stupid home ec. Well, clearly you needed some life skills. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> The last few, uh, my favorites, I'm kind of going to lump into one again because they were series. Um, oh, okay. I read... I guess that's fine. Right. It's going to have to be. <laughs> I read um, three full series. Um, well, I guess the one is not finished yet, but two full series um, in 2018 that I loved. Uh, I'll start with Red Queen. The Red Queen is by Victoria Aviard. Um, oh, is that how you pronounce her name? 
That's how I'm pronouncing it. Sure, go ahead. I mean, you just make it a thing and go with it and people have to follow, right? Yeah, but what if someone is listening and they're like, oh. You know how you like you read things and you pronounce them wrong in your head the whole time and then you hear them out loud and yep. it's like, nope, I'm not going to go with that. I'm just going to keep going yep, with my that, way. That actually just happened to me recently. I just learned how to pronounce machismo. In my head, it was machismo. All right. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know where to go from there. I know, but I was sitting there. I was like, oh, they just said that wrong. And my fiance was like, um, no, no. it's like machismo, like, or see, damn it. It's machismo. Yes, <laughs> it's like macho. I'm not stupid and I'm not blonde, but that was That's pretty amazing. Though That was a moment. But the Red Queen is really, it's kind of like post-apocalyptic dystopian almost, but okay. it feels like it's set in the medieval times, which I think a lot of books that are dystopian do kind yeah. of do that theme. But um, the world is divided into two groups of people, people who have red blood and people who have silver blood. Ew. And the people who have silver blood have special abilities. Sure. And people who have red blood do not. Mm. Well, the story follows this girl, Mare Barrow, and it's about um, she ends up meeting the prince of the silver world sure and kind of tumbles headfirst into the the world of the silvers and you know kind of like it's like a class thing like mm. the silvers are definitely above or they consider themselves above and it's it's about that um and i won't give any spoilers because it's it's definitely part of the story but i i read the full series um and i just couldn't get enough of it. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, you wouldn't shut up about it for a minute. But I still want you to read it. I'll get there. Um, my next one is What If It's Us by Becky Albertalli and Al- Adam Silvera. This is a it, this is a book that had come out. I read it in the first week that it came out. Um, it is super gay. It's about two guys that meet in New York City, and it's actually a YA romance. I am not a fan of YA romance just because I am not um, an 18-year-old. And so... I think that that is a very bad stereotype. There is a lot of YA that is good. No, I love YA, but I love YA fantasy. I love YA sci-fi, but I don't like just romance in YA because it's like it's the end of the world and like, do you remember being a teenager? I it do. Literally, is the end I of the do, world. and I'm so glad that I'm not a teenager anymore. Um, but yeah, I I thought it was. It has the cutest meet cute ever. Like, and it happens in the first couple pages, so I'm not you know That's I'm not adorable. ruining anything. It's super cute, and actually, Becky Albertalli, one of the authors of it, did Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda, so she knows how to do gay really well. That's amazing. Yeah, I didn't know that until after I read it. So I I thought it was so so cute. I loved it so much. I would totally recommend it. I've been telling everybody to read it. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. My next series that I did was the Throne of Glass series, mm. um, and I cannot say enough about this series i need everyone to read it immediately yes please or get off my planet (laughs) the it it was just i don't know i i fell in love from the absolute very beginning um but i have never had a series that i've read set stuff up so far in advance the way she did like she set up stuff from the last book in the first book that doesn't pan out until the very end and it's kind of it's just fascinating and i love the characters um 
it starts off with Selena, and she's like an assassin, and she ends up becoming the prince's champion and competing in this tournament to, to be the assassin of the nation. Mm-hmm. And then it just like takes a nosedive off a cliff in the whole other direction. Um, it's so good. It is. It, the characters are, are wonderful. They're funny and relatable. And the story just, like, I read that series start to finish. And I was really sad when I had to finally wait for the last book to come out. Um, it was torture. It, it kind of was. Which is, we don't usually read series that aren't finished for mm. that specific reason. Yep. Don't like it. But, um, yeah, The Throne of Glass. Um, oh, and that's why Sarah J. Mass, mm-hmm. um, for the record. I don't know. I just love her. I'm obsessed. Yeah, I remember getting – I took off work the day that the final book came out, and I went to the bookstore right when it opened, and I walked in, and I grabbed it, and I just picked up the book, and I literally teared up picking up the book i remember you text me about being embarrassed because yeah. the sales clerk was like he you know, teasing you a little he was like are you are you okay and i and I, I didn't speak anything i just put the book down and i was like and he was like okay i'll get you out of here please like, sir can i have some more <laughs> so pitiful and i ran Shocking home you cried i know if anyone wanted to make a drinking game out of this podcast um just every time i say that i cried would be a great time to take a shot unless it's like morning or you're driving Yes, please don't drink and drive. But any other time is fine. <laughs> right. No judgment on the mornings, though. No. Mm-mm. I'll Be Gone in the Dark, One Woman's Obsessive Search for the Golden State Killer by Michelle McNamara. Coming back to your creepy side. Yeah, sure. Um, I like to go gay romance, creepy, gay romance, creepy. That's, That's the way everyone should read. Totally. So this one was incredible another one that she took years and years to do research um she actually died before the book came out she was Patton oswalt oswalt's I was just wife thinking that yeah. you had told me that um, yeah she um she was actually a true crime blogger like that's that was her life was yeah. i need to get out more i did not know that this thing existed oh yeah i don't remember what what her blog was called but it's still online i looked it up she um and she did a deep dive into specifically the golden state killer and which i thought was amazing was that this book came out in february and the killer was arrested two two months later do you think her book helped totally like the cops can say what they want, but like I, I personally obviously the believe. detectives read her book and it helped. Truth, um, that makes sense. Totally, no other theory makes sense. To me. <laughs> but no, I just I thought it was amazing. I was creeped out reading it because even though he's like seventy something now and decrepit, like it felt seventy's not that old, you young thing. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> But, like, no, have you seen pictures of him? He's pitiful. No, I actually don't know anything about the Golden State Killer at oh, all. I don't no. even know what yeah, this he was, plot is. He was arrested at the beginning of 20... Oh, crap. Was it 2017 or 2018? I don't remember. Um, Probably 2017. Yeah. Well, um, so, anyways, he was arrested. They found him. And he was wheeled into court in a wheelchair. Like, he's real pitiful. Like, he's he hasn't killed anybody in a I minute. I don't feel sorry for him. No, no, obviously, no. He can rot in hell. But it was so creepy to read it because it felt like he was about to come into my apartment. Like, it was just, she was so thorough. She she did, she did went and, and did ride-alongs with the detectives that worked cases back then. Like, oh, wow. It was just fascinating. So I loved it. If you're a true crime nerd and you haven't read this, I absolutely, absolutely recommend you read it. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. My last series is on the same vein. Um, apparently, I have a Sarah J. Mass problem. Not a problem. Um, 
I'm an addict and I actually don't want to be on the road to recovery. Mm. I uh, feel like anything that she ever writes for the rest of my whole life, I will read. Absolutely. Mass destruction <laughs> is, is like what I call my Pinterest board that I pin all her stuff to. I love it. Yes. Uh, but this is the Court of Thorn and Roses series. It's about Faye. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about this girl who is a human and she stumbles into the realm of the Fae and gets immersed in their world. And, and I'm not really a sucker for these things typically, but the love story mm. in this book is amazing. And it's the first series I've read that, and, and Sarah J. Mass is kind of a bit notorious for this. It, it goes in a completely different direction than you were thinking. Mm-hmm. Like you read the first book and then you read the second book and you're mad for having liked people in the first book. <laughs> and it's just, it's brilliant. Um, but yes, I will worship at her feet and sing her praises for all eternity. I'll be right next to you. I should join a fan club. <gasps> you should. Yes. Massaholics. That's what we'll call ourselves. <laughs> Hi, Tavia. <laughs> but that's the end of my list of amazing 2018 reads. It was a pretty full year. Yay. Yay. Uh, I have one more. Um, I went gay again. Shocking. <laughs> Tomorrow will be different. Love, loss, and the fight for trans equality by Sarah McBride. So this book came out. Um, she wrote. Uh, she wrote it starting on the day that she comes out as trans to her college. She was the cool. um, the newspaper editor at her college, and in a fraternity and all of that. And she wrote it and she posted it in her in the newspaper on her final day as being. Editor. Oh wow! And it's amazing. She's she knows the Bidens because she's from um, Delaware. Another and, person I want to be best friends with. Oh, right. He's so sweet. Um, but no, she knows the Biden. So Joe Biden did her foreword for the book. That's awesome. Yeah. And so um, she was the first transgender person to speak at the Democratic National Convention in 2016. Um, she's just kind of amazing. Like, she, like she's younger than me. And she's done all these amazing things. And she's doing all this activism and all that. And it makes me feel like I need to be doing more. Um, and it makes yeah. like her book made me un- Tara Westover and, and educated yes. made me feel that way. Like, yes. look what this woman has done with her life. And she didn't have half the opportunities I have. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It just makes me feel like a terrible person. But yeah. So Sarah McBride, she had me uncomfortable. She had me crying. She had me hopeful. That it, was another shot for this. I know. Track. <laughs> Every time. Um, but yeah, it's just, it was an incredibly heartbreaking book, but but at the end, left you still hopeful that things can still get better. People are are working their asses off trying to do everything they can for rights that people should already have that they shouldn't have to fight for. And I, ugh, I just loved it. I thought it was amazing. And I actually didn't even know about the book. I was actually walking through the library and it just caught my eye. All right. So we made it through our favorite books. Yay! Way to go us. That was a lot of information. That was. Thank okay. you guys for keeping up. I'm still listening. <laughs>